Welcome to the official podcast of the Entrepreneur Summit. These are events that teach you strategies from the experts, lessons learned from the trenches, and connections to take your business to the next level. All right, welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Summit. I'm your host, Aaron Smith. And before we jump into this week's episode, I first want to invite you to our inaugural event. We're kicking it off in Dallas, Texas on March 24th, and you can find our incredible speaker lineup, the entire schedule, and of course, purchase your tickets over at entrepreneursummitdallas.com. I also want to thank our sponsors because without them, the summit, the podcast, none of this would be possible. First, I want to thank Southwest Airlines. Yes, these Southwest Airlines. You can find more over at southwest.com and the Frisco EDC. The event is technically happening in Frisco, which is a suburb right outside of Dallas. And Frisco is one of the biggest booming economies in the entire nation. And so to have the Frisco Economic Development Corporation with us in this event is really, really exciting. And you can learn more about Frisco and the EDC over at friscoedc.com. Now, in today's episode, I'm talking to Aaron Steed of Working Women Dallas and Working Women of Dallas is also a sponsor of ours. And I had the opportunity to meet Erin about a year ago. And I can tell you she is the one of the most outside of the box networkers I've ever seen. She's all about building relationships. She's all about kind of getting to know people at a deeper level. And she has some amazing tips about how not to just pass business cards, but truly gain relationships to build your business. And if you are trying to do this on your own without relationships, I can tell you, you will not get far. So whether you're planning on coming to the event or the next event that you go to, make sure you listen to this week's episode because Aaron's got some great tips on how to take your networking to the next level. Aaron, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. You know, we're going to talk about networking and you're like the ultimate networker. And I want to give massive props to Aaron here because I met you, is it a year ago? Almost? It has not been a year. Well, it was the summer. It was last summer. So it'll be a year this summer. Okay. Yeah. So it was, here's a crazy story. I saw, we have a mutual friend named Metsy. I saw Metsy post something, how she was going to one of your events. I saw it. I said, I got to be there. Like, there's just something that I'm like, this is different than what's typically around here. This seems really cool. I met you and was like, I need to know this woman. When we talk about networking and we talk about relationships this is what it's all about, getting out of your comfort zone, showing up, meeting people, and building a relationship. And that's how it works. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Erin, uh, and a little bit about Working Women of Dallas before we jump into the in-depth networking talk. I would love to. Okay. Well, first of all, I am not a shy person. I am kind of a, a natural born networker. Um, I was a TV news anchor and reporter for 15 years. And so, um, you know, it's it's kind of my second nature to meet people and to nurture connections. You know, reporting is a lot about source building and, and that involves building trust and kind of having people um, understand who you are and what you stand for and, um, you know, feel comfortable talking to you and bringing their ideas to you, bringing their questions to you, bringing you their solutions or their input on things. And so that's, that's always been a part of my career, regardless of what capacity I've served in. I left TV news 10 years ago when we started our family and I've been doing corporate video since then. So just, you know, conventions and people's commercials and web commercials and things like that. And then I started working women of Dallas, Fort Worth last summer. Well, actually it'll be a year in April. So we'll turn one year old on April fool's day. And I don't like that day for an anniversary. So I actually um, call it March 31st. 
So Working Women is an awesome concept. It started in Tampa, Florida. A, a gal that I used to work with in TV News in North Carolina started the brand there. And, um, you know, it was the concept was kind of to take the work out of networking and to make it a fun event, to make it places where you where you walk into an event and you meet some people and you have some great conversations. But you don't just walk out with a stack of business cards. You walk out with um, some some conversations to continue is the way that I like to look at it, because. Um, you know, what's a, what's a business card really going to do for you at the end of the day? You know, you met someone, but do you feel comfortable bringing a problem to them? Do you feel comfortable asking them to make an introduction for you? And so you want to use the opportunity that you have and the FaceTime that you have with people um, to go a little deeper. And, and people think you can't do that in a quick, quick networking environment, but you absolutely can. And that's what you should be doing with it. And the other thing that I tell people about that is that um, you should be networking anytime that you're awake and out in public. Um, you know, you, you can meet people while you're standing in line at Jiffy Lube. You can meet people in the car line at your kid's school. Um, there's, there's always connections to be made. And I can tell you a hundred crazy stories about the places I've met people and, and what kind of doors those have opened. So um, I think that you just have to treat every single person as if there's a conversation to be continued, whether it's something that, you know, that you might bring to them at some point or something that they might bring to you or like you, Aaron, something that we end up working on together, um, which ends up being a really exciting opportunity for both no, of us. hundred percent agree. And I, I'm so with you. I think a lot of people, and I learned this by accident when I first started my business was that I just needed friends. I know it sounds so pathetic. But I moved here and I didn't know anybody. So it was just like, I just, I want to go out and meet people. It's all I wanted. I didn't care about my business. I, I didn't know what I was doing. And I would just meet people and be like, well, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I have this business that I do this. And they'd be like, oh my God, I need you. Uh, it was just, and it was just this natural progression. So it's not that you go and you're like, hey, this is what I do. Here's a business card everywhere you meet, but be open to conversations anywhere you go. Absolutely. And, you know, my husband and my kids are the first people to tell you, I mean, when we when we walk into a grocery store, my husband's like, <laughs> don't make friends with everyone in line in front of us and behind us. You know, my kids, if, if he pulls up to the front of the store and I need to run in, my kids are like, don't talk to anybody because I do talk to people everywhere I go. I love that. But what's so funny is that um, this is sounds like a horrible thing to say, but I don't necessarily always want new friends. Um, I've, I'm, I'm from a smaller town. I've had I've grew up with you know, the same people that I knew in kindergarten and first grade, I met my best friend in first grade. And of course I have new friends that I've made along the way, but I really do approach networking from a different standpoint. And it's just from, um, you know, what can I learn from people? How can I, how can I bless somebody with my work or, um, how can I open a door for them? I mean, I really get a lot of joy out of, um, just the connections and the being a conduit from, from where somebody is stuck maybe to where they want to go. And so I have a lot of fun doing that as well. That's that no, I love that. And it's so key. You never go into a room with what's, what's anybody going to do for me? You're going in and how can I help other people? But that's what makes you successful. So yeah. let's kind of break down uh, briefly and talk about when you walk into a room. I love what working women does in the sense that, my God, we walk into a spa and we're all getting, you know, it's just a fun environment. And for the summit, like one of the things I... I, I'm, it's really adamant to me. It's not that the networking happens outside. So it's like, listen, listen, listen. Now you go out here and go try to find somebody to talk to. And it's that awkward. Can you talk to me type of thing? So I'm, I'm totally with you on that. But for the typical networking events, you're so outgoing. You're so bubbly. What do you have advice for the person who may not be on how to approach people they don't know and, and feel a little more comfortable? There's a couple of things I would say about that. And one is that, um, I think people get intimidated by the thought of having a conversation and initiating a conversation. You know, what am I going to say? And then 
how am I going to keep it going? And that's and that's really not your task when you're um, when you're meeting somebody new. Really, if you think about it, if you can ask that person one or two probing questions, they're going to do all the talking. And that's what you want, because then you're learning about them. You're you're triggering things in your own mind that you can either add to conversation or maybe, you know, email them later as you go find a connection that you thought about or something like that. Um, I, I love walking into a room of 4,000 people. I mean, I open the door to a room of 4,000 people and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. But I completely understand that there's people who are not comfortable with that. Um, I'm raising a person like that. And my husband is actually that way too. And so I think that you have to break down kind of kind of who's in the room and what are your goals while you're there? You know, are your goals to meet some people and to have some conversations? Is your goal to kind of just cling to the walls and listen, which I don't recommend because you just you, you've got to put yourself out there a little bit. Um, but it, but a couple of little strategies that I think are helpful sometimes for people that um, have difficulty initiating a conversation. Um, you know, wear something really unique. I mean, I have on a big old clunky necklace today that makes a bunch of noise. I don't it's not you know, very exciting, but someone might compliment, compliment it, you know, and that would start a conversation. Wear a really fun scarf. Um, a lot of people will buy and order a name tag. I mean, a lot of us work for ourselves. We don't have a company name tag, but you can order them for, you know, a couple of dollars and wear a name tag that says, you know, either what your company does, or you mentioned Metsy earlier. Metsy calls herself a, um, what does she call herself? The something introvert, bold yeah. introvert. You know, if, what kind of conversation would it start if you had a fun title like that on a name tag? So that kind of brings people to you and lets them open that door. And then all you have to do is walk through it and continue the conversation. Um, the other thing is that, especially at, a, at an event like the Entrepreneur Summit, when you're, you know, maybe really interested to approach a speaker after they've presented and you have a question for them, but you're thinking, oh, you know, this is a, a really high profile person that's been on a stage and just talked to a room full of people and they've just, you know, spilled their life story and all the things that they, you know, that they've experienced and wanted to share, they're finished. But um, a lot of times people are great presenters because they don't enjoy one-on-one -on -one conversations. They're not really strong at that. And so um, they welcome being approached. They're glad that somebody wants to continue the conversation. So, um, you know, maybe seek out those people first. And then I think after you've had a couple of conversations like that, um, you're a little more empowered to go around the room and meet some other people. The other thing is, you know, don't be afraid in a, in a networking setting to interject yourself into a conversation. You know, there's there's social situations where that's unacceptable or, or that's rude. But in a networking situation, it's completely acceptable. And it's a great way to get yourself into a conversation without having to start a conversation and think of a, you know, thing to say or to ask someone. You know, if you happen to be standing near a couple of people that are talking about, um, you know, anything, whether it's their office building or where they like to fish or whatever, you know, just just kind of smile and nod. And eventually, because you're standing there and kind of interacting, they're going to pull you in. So there's a lot of different ways that you can get yourself into a conversation. And the other thing is, don't don't let yourself feel awkward. Um, you know, working in TV news for 15 years, I did live shots out in the hot Texas sun every day of the summer for 15 years. And I was a sweaty mess. And one thing I learned is you never look as sweaty on TV as you really are. And the other thing is that you never look as awkward as you feel. So, you know, just take a deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. I tell my kids that all the time when they're nervous and just you know, fake it a little bit. Smile. I hate the word, by the way. It's a case where it works a little bit. You know, just just stand next to some people and smile and nod. They'll draw you in. They'll get you into the conversation. Very great tips. And to your point about the speaker thing, I was actually at a meeting last night and this woman was saying she was trained as a speaker. She trains other speakers. And she said, you put me on a stage of 4,000 people. I know my role. 
And so I will talk all day. You put me in a networking group. I don't understand my role. I don't, you know, I'm nervous. Am I going to say too much? Am I going to say too little? Are they going to, and it's so funny that you say that because it's true. Like she's a great speaker, but in a, in a networking situation, she's scared out of her mind. Don't ever be intimidated by somebody, I guess is what I would say, because, you know, if, if they've got so much attitude that you're intimidated by them, that's their problem. But um, in general, I would just say, you know, just because they had the stage and the, and the, you know, microphone and their face on the presentation does not mean that they're not approachable. And in fact, they probably welcome it or they wouldn't be there. I mean, anytime you speak, Aaron, and, and I do too, um, when you're finished, you expect, you know, there's going to be a line of people standing around that you're going to continue to talk to for a while. It's, it's very expected. It's welcomed. So don't be put off by that either. And I think that you had asked about, about networking events. And I was, you know, I do love to host events that are not necessarily for networking, you know, they're built around other things, whether it's a great speaker or the spa events, like you mentioned, but there absolutely should be networking going on. I just like to, I like to take networking a step further and make it about conversations, make it about um, kind of getting to know somebody in their business and their, and their challenges and the things that they're, um, you know, going towards. I mean, I've had those great conversations so many places that, you know, it wasn't, we weren't necessarily there for that purpose. So I think that should take pressure off too. When you think about the fact that you've probably networked a whole lot more times than the, what you would consider officially networking, that kind of takes some pressure off of it too, I think. Yeah, I would agree. So talk a little bit about the follow-up. Like, you know, uh, it's, it's one thing to have a great conversation with somebody at an event and it's a whole nother ball game to follow up on the relationship. What tips do you have for those people in actually following through and building a relationship versus knowing each other's first name. I, I love it that you asked that because that's so important. Um, I tell people this all the time when I speak about, um, about networking. One thing I love about LinkedIn is that LinkedIn doesn't call people your contacts. They call them your connections. You, you, when, you link, when you link in with somebody, you have made a connection. And I think that you should think of all networking opportunities that way because you don't want to just have that person as a contact. You don't want to just you know, dig out their card and say, oh, yeah, Bob works at so-and-so. I mean, you want to listen during that conversation. You want to find out you know, where did he go to school? What's he into? Um, if you don't find all those things out in a conversation, connect on LinkedIn because you can find a lot about, out about a person going through their LinkedIn. But um, what I try to do is, you know, you, you can't place importance on, you know, the different people you meet. You may meet 50 people or 100 people at an event, but there are going to be key conversations that you remember. There are going to be key things people say that you remember. So as, as soon as you can after the event, even if it's out in your car when you're leaving, you know, write yourself some notes. And what I try to do is I'll try to go through and for the next couple of weeks, I'll calendar um, you know, let's say I've got 10 cards here and I'll take each of those cards and calendar three of them during my week when I'm working on other things. And I'll just look up something about that person or something that we talked about or, you know, um, a fact, you know, they they recently tried a new, you know, whatever. I'll look for an article about it. Or if I come across something that triggers that, I'll send it to him and just say, hey, I remember we talked about this. I don't know if you saw this article, but I thought it was really cool because I didn't even hear of it until I met you. And now I'm, you know, reading about it here. And it just kind of shows that person um, that they were worth your time and they were worth more than that 15 or 20 seconds you got to talk. It shows them that, you know, you were listening and you do care and you do want to know more about them. And they might have introduced something to you that makes people feel great. And so, um, you know, it's it's it, to me, it's not any more of a responsibility than paying your bills or, you know, keeping your oil changed. Just that's just, that's just a next task. After you've met some people, you calendar some reasons to continue conversations with them. 
Um, a lot of times, you know, how many times have you have you met someone and had a great conversation and said, you know, well, let's let's get together and talk about that. Let's go to lunch. Sometime. Excuse me. And it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you make it happen. You put that on your calendar. I mean, everybody has different ways of doing things. I'm very much a taskmaster. I have to write down everything and schedule it and calendar it or it doesn't happen. But whatever works for you. Um, look for unique ways to follow up with people and and reference the specific conversations that you had with them. I mean, it, it means a lot. It builds trust and it opens doors. I love that. I love that because even sometimes I like I'll be really good and follow up with people the next day. And then it's like a couple of weeks go by and I got to go through back through my email and be like, oh, who is that person and what do I need to remember? And I love the remembering mm -hmm. little facts. I think that's so key. Um, so let me ask you one more question too, before I love the follow-up. I think it's so, and, and I, I love it too. Don't wait for them to follow up for you. I actually have gotten to a point where I really don't like bringing business cards because I love getting their business card. And that way I own the follow-up. It's all on me versus I really need to talk to that person. I hope they follow up. And it's actually worked really well because I ran out of cards and that's the only reason why I did it. But now I'm like, I don't know if I want to reorder them. Well, you know, I had somebody like correct me at a networking event recently. My card, you know, has all my information on the one side and then it has a quote on the other side. And he looked at it and he went, oh, you know, really, you should leave the back blank so people can write down notes. And I'm like, no, I have a quote there. But I mean, if, if people, you know, you should write down notes, but there's not a rule for it. I mean, you know, I've seen people have lately started carrying more kind of like um, little promotional pieces about themselves instead of business cards. I mean, you know, if, if there's something memorable, memorable about you, make it easy for people to remember that. If there's something um, to know about you or that that you're working on or that you are always open to, make it easy for people to know that about you. Yeah, no, 100% agree. So I, I know I get a lot of people to ask and I don't run a group quite like you do. My group is not paid. It's a meetup. What are some tips you have for running a successful group? Because I think what you're doing with working women is just awesome. It's so unique. It's so different. Just one or two tips that has made it different and what's made it really working well. There's more than two. <laughs> I will say this, though, um, because I think people can be turned off by the fact that it's a paid group and it really is a professional organization. Um, I mean, it's tax deductible as a business expense. And what I found with that is is because of the caliber events we do are, are you know, there we're booking space, we're catering food, we're, you know, having a restaurant dedicate some space to us and give up people that otherwise might walk in the door or whatever, whatever it is. When people are invested, they, they tend to commit a little better and stick to things. So we do have a membership fee, but I give away discounts all the time. But I like to, um, I like to people, feel, I like to make people feel like they're part of something that, that is going to continue. You know, you mentioned in a blog post that you wrote about the Entrepreneur Summit that people are going to leave there with connections and conversations that they uniquely are a part of by being there. And that's kind of what our group is. You know, when you come to something and everyone has the same great experience, um, you're, you're kind of connected in that way. And I think that in a place, you know, DFW has 16 million people. You need to feel connected in ways. You need to feel like you're a part of a smaller group. It's okay not to, you know, shake every hand in the 16 million people. The ones that you need to meet, the ones that you want to continue um, relationships with and conversations with are the people that you do want to be inclusive with. So um, I like to kind of create an environment where people can, you know, stick around and get to know somebody and feel like they were a part of something. You know, you came to our headshot event that we did in Dallas and I was kind of surprised, you know, I thought people would come in, get their hair and makeup done, take their headshot and go. Every single person hung out to the end. They sat around and talked, they had a glass of wine. I love that because that's the kind of environment that I want to create. 
I would say, you know, regardless of what kind of group you're running, whether it's interest-based or it's professional-based or it's, you know, only in Collin County or it's only, you know, men over 45 or whatever, look for ways to, um, to make people feel connected every time they're there. Make, give them reasons to want to come back. You, you know, you want them to walk out of there feeling like you feel about our group, that it, that it is a unique experience and that they did get something different from it. It's not what you see every day. And it's easy to replicate that. I mean, people can create that. It's just, um, you know, being attentive to, to being attentive to what people are responding to, why they're there in the first place, and that everyone feels like they got that they were heard and that they were met and that, you know, someone cared about them walking in the door. And I want to address something because I think PC Guru Jim is saying, you know, basically that when you try to do nice things for people, they still backlash. Don't feel like you can't reach out to people or don't, don't spam them. Nothing, nothing makes me more angry when I go to a networking event and all of a sudden I'm added to somebody's list. No, you don't know. Like one woman, I always share the story. I reached out to her after we met. I said, it was so great meeting you. Loved meeting you. It was so great. Never heard a word from her. But then six months later, she added me to her list. I'm like, you didn't even, so be really careful with that. Like don't add people to your list. That's not what I want. I want to build a relationship with you. I want to know what you're about. I want to know how I can help you adding me to your list. And asking me to buy your stuff is not how I want to help you. I want to do different things, business collaboration. So I, that's where I get annoyed, but I will offer help all day to somebody, you know, to, to, you know, if I know they're struggling with something and just because it's what I do and I'll just be like, can I help you with that? Like, you know, or even Aaron, Aaron, you've, you've asked me about Facebook ads. I'm like, yeah, here's what you do. And it's never been like, you're like, why are you offering this for me for free? You know, it's just, I want to help people. So I never well, find you know, a backlash. You, you've made that comfortable for me. I mean, I love picking your brain. I think it's awesome. <laughs> um, you know, I know that you've done something well, and I know you've done a great job with it. You know, we're not competitors in any way. So I, I feel like I feel like there's enough out there working against every one of us that um, the more we can have each other's backs, the better off we are. Uh, now, maybe I'm maybe I'm a person that feels very comfortable asking, you know, as a reporter, I've asked people horrible things. So, of course, I'm going to ask you about <laughs> Facebook ads. But, I, you know, I think more people should be bold like that. I think that, um, you know, I think everybody has something to offer. And, and it's great when you when someone asks you a question, you can talk about it and you you do know something about it. I mean, if you asked me a math question right now, my screen would go black. I mean, I can't help you with that. But. I love to help in any way I can with things that I do know about or things that I you know, can make happen. I, I joke all the time that I'm a, a huge ideas person. I have wonderful ideas. I have awesome ideas. Actually making stuff happen is not necessarily my specialty. And that's why I am you know, blessed to be surrounded by people whose strength that is. Um, but I think that, you know, anytime that you see somebody has, a, has some great experience or has had some great success with something, they should be flattered, you know, to, to be asked that, not, not yeah. to be annoyed or... I will say this about lists, though, because that is something that I have to be very cognizant of. And, the, you know, the strength of my network depends on growing the, the database, you know, whether it's actual members or guests, because guests are invited to all of our events. But the more people I have as, um, as in the database of emails, the more people hear about events and will t- tell their friends about them and things like that. So I do. I just ask. I say, you know, I, I don't have any kind of a, um, you know, a spam, whatever, a send out thingy. But. Um, I do send out emails to announce new events that I've scheduled. Can I add you to that list? And nine times out of 10 people say yes. I mean, I've never had anybody say no, but I have been on the other end of it. Like you said, where just all of a sudden, I mean, I'm careful walking into a room of a hundred people because I may want their contact information, but I don't want to end up on all their lists. And so I hope they ask like I do. 
Yeah. And one thing to one note about the brain picking and stuff like when it's a relationship, I think there's a difference because I get people who are like, Hey, Aaron, I want to take you to coffee and pick your brain. And I know it's a very one-sided relationship, if that makes sense, versus when you have a relationship with somebody, like I would have no qualms with, hey, Aaron, can, can I run this by you? Can you help me with this for a minute? And you're the same way with me. And that's the relationships you want to build versus I want to do this. I, I need, you know, it's just, it's a very different feel. So when you're building those relationships, build the relationship. Like there's one guy, he's actually going to be speaking at our event. I mean, he is so like, he's so successful. And he asked me about book publishing and I like could help him. And I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. But it's a relationship we've built that, you know, I feel, you know, I feel comfortable asking him for advice and same thing. So work on those. So, all right, Aaron. So any parting words on networking, you know, when you're, as you're planning that next event, hopefully somebody's going to go to an event between now and the entrepreneur summit when they hear this. Uh, one last parting tip or tip for, uh, really knocking it out of the park. Sure. We've got several events on our calendar and, and it's, you know, it's great to check out what size you're comfortable with. You know, we've got small events and we've got large events and I, you know, we welcome everybody to come kick the tires and see what we're about. Um, but let's talk about the entrepreneur summit because that's kind of, you know, where we're all headed right now for March. I would say that in preparation for a big event like that, you need to, you do need to do your homework. I mean, it's easy to strike up a conversation with somebody that you happen across, but that needs to be intentional. You're going to an event where you likely could connect with several hundred people who understand your journey, who understand, you know, where you are at this place in your life. I mean, we're, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're all a little bit um, kind of out there on our own and doing our own thing. And to have a whole new network of people who, um, understand where you are, understand what drives you, understand, you know, your motivations where even the people closest to you don't always understand. That's so critical. And so I would say, you know, when you prepare for a big event like that, go in and challenge yourself. You know, if you're an introvert, say, I'm going to, I'm going to have good conversations with 25 people today. You know, you can, you can sit back and observe and listen and see who those 25 people are going to be, but make yourself do a little bit of extra, you know, meet some people, have some conversations with them. Remember what you talked about. Calendar it to follow up with them later, to send them an email and say, hey, I loved you know, talking about IT with you. That's you know, not my strong area and I learned so much. I hope we can keep in touch and you know, have further conversations. And the other thing is think about some conversations that you want to start if you get in that situation. It's easy to get drawn into one, but you know, just ask people, which speaker are you most looking forward to? You know, where are you in your business? What's the big thing you struggle with? I know what mine is. That's why I'm here. Uh, don't be afraid to be a little bit vulnerable. You know, people don't expect everybody to have all the answers or they wouldn't, you know, be out doing things. They'd just be counting their money. So I would say, you know, have some, you know, even if you have to write them down on an index card, be ready to ask some questions, be ready to meet some people, be ready to take some notes and expect great things from it. I, I can't, you know, I, there are no duds really. You're, you know, you're going to meet great people. So just expect that going in and get excited about it and think about how, you know, what kind of things you can offer as far as advice or services or discounts, you know, let people feel open to using you and knowing a little bit about you as well. And just make the absolute most of it because, you know, there are a lot of networking events around town, but a lot of them are the standard, you know, you get 15 seconds, everybody's going to fling cards at each other and then we're all out of here. But when you have an event like this where conversations can happen and connections can be made, you have to be ready for that and you have to maximize it. 
I love it. I love it. I'm so excited. It, I know it feels like a lifetime away, but it's really getting close. So I'm excited. Erin, thank it you is. so much. Post a link over on the side here too, to Working Women DFW. So those who are watching, those who watch the replay can uh, check out your business and see what it's all about. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast live, I'm going to have a link to Erin's business on my notes page too. So make sure uh, you check it out.